Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and welcome to Metaphysics of You Through the Veil. Carrie Hart and I have already spent an hour talking about her new book, Sojourner in Adeque, Mind-Expanding Ideas and Practical Tools for the Open-Minded Seeker of a Meaningful Life. It's been a fabulous conversation, and I had to have her come back because all we did was get through the new language of the universe, that that these words so encompass what we all have been stumbling around for. Um, one of them is adequate, and I'm going to leave it to you to do a quick definition. <laughs> and um, do listen to that other to the other podcast on the language, even though, because we'll do a quick definition of only two of them, uh, because we'll use them again today. And um, and then today we're going to talk about the rest of her book, The Web of the Universe, Mapping the Universe. These are fascinating concepts, and I really enjoy the concepts Carrie has come up with, and I'm so excited to have her here to talk to me about them again. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure to be here, Barb. Great. Thanks for coming back. Um, you want to talk about real quick on adequate? You bet. Good. So adequate is that place beyond space and time that we can enter in our intuition and in our meditative time and it's a, uh, people have tried to come up with names for it, but they're all kind of inadequate. People say things like uh, non-local consciousness or shared consciousness or unified field, and none of these quite work. And I then have used the word adequate, which is a word that came to me as part of the Wanatakwe language, which as we say, we've spent an hour discussing all yeah. of that before. But to think of Adeque is that place you want to go to that I now think of as the communication zone for the universe. Mm -hmm. This is where you go, and this is where you go meet your guides or work with angels and reach guidance and uh, where all the good stuff happens. Yeah, the bigger universe, or as you called it at one point, expanded and shared consciousness. Yes. Energetic field beyond ordinary time and space. That's right. That yeah, is. the non-ordinary place that we go to for, for reaching all the wonders of the universe. And the other word we're going to need, because we're going to use it today. Ayama. Ayama, yeah. So what Ayama is, Ayama is the eternal part of you, the you that was here before you decided to come to earth and have this adventure, the you that will be here after this physical body dies. And 
People have words for this, a lot of belief systems, almost all the belief systems have some kind of a word like soul or higher self. Mm -hmm. But those all of those words to me are just so heavily laden with belief systems that have been built up over the years and very, very much so with with religion. And mm -hmm. so I was a lot so of baggage when these yeah. two words came to me because I'd been searching for for the word for adeque, how do I describe this place that I go? And for the word for ayama, how do I describe the real the me, the real me <laughs> mm -hmm. that's that's here, that's eternal, that that uh, that I love so much. <laughs> right, right. It's it's the um higher spirit, but also the lower spirit. <laughs> yeah, this is it's, it. Yeah. This is you in totality. And mm -hmm. our our first conversation went through all of the language, but then we got very deep into where it came from, how you got to this place and all of that. And we are going to make you go back and listen to that because we're going to jump ahead here and come into the mapping of the universe and the web of the universe. Yes, the web of the universe. This I found fascinating. I thought, so, oh, Lord, it sums things up. <laughs> so I, I have spent 25 years as a spiritual explorer on uh, my in, rather than embracing one belief system, I just thought, let's try everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's experiment and see what's true, what I can really say, this is true for me. And one of the, the, so the concept, the web of the universe came out of those experimentations. And the conclusion I came to <clears throat> is that everything counts. The universe loves to connect. That's what it does. I connect, connect, connect. And it's not, it's not that this connection is good or bad. It's a connection. So the mm -hmm. universe is out there connecting, connecting, connecting. And I participate in that connection with my thoughts, with my words, and with my actions. Mm -hmm. All those count. Every thought counts. Every thought goes out into the universe and the universe said, oh, I can connect that. So it's like a strand that it yes, hooks up to yes, something. Like yeah, the, exactly. You know, the, if you've seen um, images of a brain synapse, mm -hmm. strands, like it's just like that. That's the universe. And just is looking for connections, connect, connect. And so and sometimes this is really fun. Someone keeps circling back in your life. You know, it's just a <laughs> web of the universe pulling it together. But sometimes it leads you to a not good place. So if, for example, you are having a series of failed uh, relationships mm -hmm. and you don't address that, you don't try and clean that up and figure out what's going on, then what the universe does is it just, keeps wanting to give you what you're looking for, keeps connecting to who you who you are and who you think and say you are. So if I am thinking all the time that I'm not enough and I'm worthless and nobody would love me, then the universe picks up on this and says, oh, I can give you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. I say it's just like a... a 
an objective neutral act. It's just connecting. Mm -hmm. And if on the other hand, I uh, develop some wonderful habits of the mind where I am saying to myself, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful, I'm wonderful, I'm deeply loved. I'm a deeply loved child of the universe. This life is such a happy, exciting adventure. And if that's the way I'm thinking all the time, then the universe says, oh, I can give you that. I'll connect you to that. I'll connect you to more experiences that feel like that, that are like that. Mm -hmm. And it all counts. I you think know, I, of it I, as a spider's web that yeah. you're sitting in the middle with all of these strands going off and yeah. you can take any one of those strands. You can go yeah. down any one of those. That's right. And I can strengthen different strands. I don't have to spend my life on this connection that isn't working for me. Mm hmm. Then the universe, frankly, doesn't care. It's yeah, <laughs> it's neutral. Yeah, it's, goes, neutral. it's up to me. It's up to yeah. me to say, well, that that road, this path that I've been going down over and over again. It's like you can think of. I know uh, Deepak Chopra always talks about the law of least effort, mm -hmm. and it's less effort to go down this place. It's less less effort to. Uh, for me, it's less effort for me to eat too much <laughs> yeah, yeah. than to watch my diet and exercise. And it's less effort for the universe to just present me with things that it's been presenting me with all my <laughs> life because that's the direction I'm heading. But I can start to own it. And I I own it. Before as I you go into that, though, is we've, we've kind of worn a rut <laughs> into yeah. the strand that yeah. we always go down. Yeah. without even looking at the other strands and say, oh, maybe I'll try this one over here. It's it's a habit. It's an automatic it is. going down that strand. It absolutely is. And it does take effort. It takes commitment. It takes, because it isn't just your actions, it's also your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And your thoughts and your words. And if I am in that, if I am... I've decided, let's say I want to change my eating habits as an obvious thing. I bring that up because that's my issue in life. I'm <laughs> always having to address that. And so if I set out with thinking that says, oh, I hate this. Oh, I just can't stand to exercise. Oh, this is driving me crazy. Oh, I can do it. I'll stay on this, this really horrible diet. But White knuckle. White this. knuckle it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is not going to go well for me <laughs> if I'm putting myself in that stressful thing. But mm -hmm. if on the other hand, I can begin to notice my thoughts and turn them around. I notice that thought that says, oh, I just really hate to exercise and say, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. This isn't working for me. I've got to find some way to phrase that, to rephrase that, that is more like, oh, I love feeling fit. I love the way my body feels after I've had 
a glass of water and exercise. I love that feeling. Oh, okay. I'm going to do what gets me to that good feeling. So you're turning to look at some of the other strands before you go go down that one you've always gone down. Like, wait a minute, let me see, check these other strands. Responding. And Mm -hmm. what I love about this too, is that again, this is, Part of if you spend time in Ottawa, and of course, the easiest, most direct way to do that is through meditation. If you will lift yourself into that communication zone through meditation, you can present a thought to the universe and then just let it go find connections for you. And if you do this and you spend time really consciously having the thoughts and the words and the actions that lead toward where you want your life to go, everything in one clear, consistent pattern. Mm -hmm. And then the meditation uh, teaches you how to change your thinking, right? Because it makes you aware, makes you aware of all those thoughts that are going through your head. And once you become aware of them, I mean, awareness is the beginning of everything, right? That, that is you everything, yeah. aware that you have all these <clears throat> thoughts going through your head that are running counter to where you want your life to go. And then you understand that thought feeds the web of the universe. And then it all comes together and you say, wow, I had better start with that. I have to change my thinking mm-hmm. or else I'm going to be fighting this battle over and over and over again because... In a sense, Barb, that battles of my own making, right? Mm-hmm. It's I, like again, I love I the visualization of the strands of yeah. okay, if I go down this strand, I know where it connects to. I know yeah. the end result. But if I look at another strand, yeah. it's gonna have a different end result. Right. And then I look at that strand that I would like to have the universe help me on that direction, and I get really clear and consistent on it, clear on my thinking, consistent on what I say and do and think. And then, you know, that magic, I just love it. This is where Mm -hmm. you then you start getting coincidence and serendipity, right? Mm -hmm. You focus, you get clear, and those nice clear pathways are built. And then you you walk into a grocery store and overhear a conversation that gives you an answer to something you were seeking. You walk by a magazine stand and there it is. There's a magazine that, that has an article. It's just what you want. You turn on the television and there's the answer. Yeah, and yeah. You start, <laughs> the universe starts feeding you all the things that you're asking for with your thoughts. Then, of course, then, of course, you have to take courageous action which is the next piece. So that's go down that strand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then courageous action. So, because I always found it so interesting that when the universe starts feeding me opportunities, like when I'm clear of my thinking, I start and I can see it's happening. I'm getting opportunities. If you don't say yes, you don't start saying yes to new experiences then that strand can kind of end up going nowhere. 
right? Right. The experiences come and they're presented to you and they're opportunities that come and go. And they just come, you've asked for something, you, you've set a direction. It's, more, mm-hmm. it's not like you ask for something specific as much as you set a direction, you're heading down that direction, you're really clear, the opportunities are coming your way, and you get, if you get scared, right. it's usually saying no is usually just fear, right? You're saying fear no. or inertia or sometimes mm-hmm. just psychological blocks of, I yes. can't have it. Yes. You know, something. Yes. yes, that's right. And if you you need to then be saying yes. And the thing that's so interesting about that is that the opportunities that the universe brings to you when you're going down a new web are always challenging. Mm-hmm. It's that people sometimes, I think, make the mistake of thinking, well, I must be on... I can't be on the right path because this is too difficult. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's new is what it is. Yeah, yeah, the right path is often very difficult. Mm -hmm. Challenging. It's asking you to bring things forth and grow and expand and, and be courageous and enter newness, right? Is there any way to know you're on the right strand? (laughs) Well, I think this is a good segue into the other concept of the path of destiny. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one of, to me, one of the, the key questions that I was asking for years and years and years was how much of my life is a path of destiny and how much is free will? What's the mix here? What are we mm-hmm. doing? Right? How much is predetermined? Yeah. 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 Right. And the answer came to me uh, in Autoquay, of course, yeah. <laughs> where all such answers <laughs> come, uh, in a metaphor. Mm-hmm. So the, the metaphor is that you, your ayama, right? Your soul self, your spiritual self, your ayama, uh, before you were born into this earth adventure, set out a path for you to follow during this lifetime. But it was this path set out on the on the desert sands. And it was this line, which is your path. And then there's stones, which are magnetic stones that you will be drawn toward, which are major milestones. And those, so your ayama set out these major milestones and the path, direct path between them. And then when you were born into this earth life, your ayama blew, they announced your coming and blew the sand so that the line was erased, but the magnetic stones still remain. And so what happens is you have absolute free will now. You're born and you can choose to walk toward one of those magnetic stones or not. 
You can choose to take a lot of meandering. And, a, and oftentimes one of the great meanderings that we do is um, failed love affairs. <laughs> the, things like this where people say, what was that about? But yeah. you have those choices. And the what leads you to the magnetic stone it has a strong pull, and some of them have a stronger pull than others. What leads you there is your intuition. And your intuition, of course, is in full force the more time you spend in adequate. So if I begin centering myself in the moment, which, of course, is an entry point to adequate, meditating, uh, just being present and aware in my life, I will increase my chances of feeling the magnetic pull, which is my best possible path for me to walk. And I have a wonderful coincidence example that absolute convinced, absolutely convinced me mm -hmm. uh, that we have a path of destiny and that there are these magnetic stones. And that is, when I met uh, my husband, Ed, and we decided to get married, and uh, we didn't belong to a church, but I, I didn't want to go to a judge, and I certainly didn't want to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and so and have Elvis. I, yeah, yeah, an Elvis <laughs> Mary, yeah. wedding. And so, so I thought, well, a church sounds like the right place to get married. We don't belong to one. But so I opened up the yellow pages. Do you remember what those are? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it, it's Google on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Google on paper. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this was before the internet. So I opened up the yellow pages and looked for a local church that seemed kind of community church, non-denominational sort of church. And, mm -hmm. and so I found one that looked like it was a welcoming community church and called up the pastor and and said, well, you know, I'm not really a believer here, but I want to get married. <laughs> we want to get married when we come to your church. And he said, sure, we have a lot of agnostics. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in our community. So uh, we went and met with the minister. And he, and just in conversation, I had said I was born in Seattle. And he said, oh, that's fine. He was from Bellingham, Washington. So my father flew down for this we just it was a small wedding i didn't want a big wedding it was just um just my father and and his wife and my husband and i mm -hmm. and uh so on on the way to our little wedding i happened to mention just a conversation that this minister was from bellingham and my father said what What's his name? And because Bellingham isn't that large a place. And yeah. um, I said, oh, Reverend Calhoun. And he said, Reverend Calhoun from Bellingham? How old is he? <laughs> I said, 40. And he said, oh, okay. Well, anyway, so I get there and my father meets this minister. And I ended up being married by the son of the man who had married my parents. I was in Los Angeles and that is amazing. randomly picked a church and yeah. ended up that the minister who married us was the son of the man who married my parents. 
30 years earlier up in a different thousands of miles away. <laughs> that is, a, a, you know, and you can't just call that, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> that, you know, happenstance, you know, it just, oh. I mean, there are oh. too many connections that had to come together That's to make right. that work. And I think, and you're right, this is an example of both of those concepts of the path of destiny. Obviously, my marriage to Ed, which was a great marriage, uh, mm -hmm. was a, a one of those magnetic stones on my path that uh -huh. just drawn toward. And that's what I find. You'll find those signals when your connections. See, I think what happens is I forgot this part. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after you are born and all that path is blown away and those magnetic stones are there, the web of the universe takes a look at this and starts to work. So the pathways, there are very strong pathways, the strands we're talking about, very yeah. strong strands that go toward your magnetic stones. So your pathway, even though you can't say exactly, is this it? You can feel it when, when you're on your, you know how that is when you yeah. are on your path, you feel it. Mm -hmm. You say, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know why, but I know this is my path. This is my place to go. This is it. Now I need to start, you know, and the web of the universe is helping you. It's pointing the way and building those connections and those strands toward it. And sometimes we're just stubborn and we say no, you know, stubborn or scared or stuck, stuck right. is often what it is. And we say no. And there it was. There it was. <laughs> yeah. And later, sometimes you can look back and see some of those missed, missed strands, right? Yeah, but are they, you know, or did, or did you take another strand and end up in the same place? I'm not no. sure that I think we have that much um, freedom here. Oh. I think we have total freedom in doing the plan, <laughs> yeah. hmm. but I don't know. I think once here, because we build our body and we, we build our personality and we will see the world through our personality and behave in life through our personality. That's, and I don't know that that ever really changes. I mean, you can learn, don't go down that street. Every time you do, you fall down. You know, I mean, you can learn things like that. But I don't know that you can really change your personality or hmm. see in the well, world that way. that's an interesting thing. I know I would say for myself, no, I believe in change. I've, I believe mm -hmm. that. And it's for myself. Uh, certainly, I had, um, I was sending out messages to the universe for a long time that I was not enough and I was not lovable. Mm -hmm. I was, I was sending out that message. And that went along with, of course, a certain life patterns that came off okay. of that. That, that proved you right. That the universe kept presenting. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what you think. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, for me, meditation starting to meditate was a huge turning point mm -hmm. in that it uh, 
I became aware of my thinking. Right. From but the becoming- starting to meditate, that to me would be a magnetic stone that was put out there for you. Mm. That you yourself, you know, your higher self, you are, what's the right word? You're Ayama. <laughs> had placed for you to go toward that stone for you well, to go there. I would say there's no question, but that this 25 year spiritual journey mm-hmm. absolutely on my path. There's no right, question about right. that at all. And um, and once you once you recognize, although I I have to say there's certainly been spots of confusion along the way. Oh yeah, we and are then, human. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the thing about that is what I found is with the web, if you, when you're in a period, um, and often we go through these transitional periods, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're in a period of confusion. You just don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do. If you think about what that is, it's like a like a cloud, like <laughs> yeah. right, a fog. I was thinking yeah, of it like a fog, a fog. lost exactly. in a fog. Yeah. And what you're sending out into the universe is this fog. Mm-hmm. This is, does not build beautiful pathways. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Doesn't like and doesn't help get you to to the lovely little pathway that that might that strand that might be a real why are you in a fog you know why did you come to a fog why isn't it more clear yeah that's a good (laughs) yeah question (laughs) yeah it's like where are these signposts (laughs) yeah yeah it's almost like there are periods where you're not supposed to really see that clearly or Maybe you have choices. I'm not quite sure myself with that. I'm point. not quite sure either. I know it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's brutal. And yeah. for those of us, for those of us who are adept at this, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. would think we would have a better answer for that, right? Um, right. But- and I can see people in what I call the in between. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're in the in between. I always apologize to him and and you know commiserate with them because the in between is a horrible place to be. It it's is. when one part has ended and the other part hasn't started yet. That's and right. and you're just kind of wandering in between the both of them. And there's a timing thing or something. Yeah, you can't think, speed it I, up or make it work. I think maybe it's that we don't go. Uh, they're just transitional periods, right? Mm-hmm. That and in those transitional periods, we can be really confused. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, sometimes an event that throws us out of one experience and throws us into another, and there we go. But often it isn't like that. No. Often it's much more confusing. But you know, when I look back on my life, what's interesting is I can see how. There are these little periods where, which was this whole life like this, right? This was this period of life. Mm-hmm. And then that ended, and usually there was some sort of confusing transition. Yeah. Then there was this period of life. Like you're talking about, like, the, say, your corporate, your corporate life. Right, right. <laughs> and mine, too. Like yeah. There was this period of life. And then that ended. And off and... It ended kind of 
overlapping with the next thing that was building and some drama and some confusion right, and transition. Right. And then after a little while became clearer that, oh, I'm really living this other life now. Mm-hmm. But that crazy. void in the between the two, oh. that's brutal. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> that's brutal. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to look. You try every tool you have and nothing works. <laughs> and you it's just a sitting in it. What's interesting, though, is that because I know you do readings for people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I I spent years doing readings for people as well. And mm-hmm. what's very interesting is that oftentimes the people that come to you for your reading, that's where they are. That, yeah. That yeah. place. And sometimes just being an outside person, you can mm-hmm. see it. And it's, yeah. it can be really clear. Oh, I see. I see your path. So it's interesting that 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 path and that direction can be so clear to another person, and yet it's easy you, for me to see them. You know? Right. But exactly. when I've sat in the middle of it, it's, <laughs> you know, because you're not sure that it is the void or it is the fog in between the That's two. Right. It's just as you called it, confusion. But it when is. I when I'm looking at someone else, it is so clear. And yeah. it, and I always do say, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is like, oh, you know, this is a rough spot. And you cannot make it go faster. You can't. Oh, you have to wait. You've got a new part coming, but you have to wait for it. You're right. That's one of the one of the things we learn when we start dealing with Atakwe is time is a whole different thing. It is, yeah. When you start talking about the universe. There is there's a deep patience that's required. Mm-hmm. And of course, from the biggest perspective, this lifetime is nothing. It's that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you do accomplish great things in this lifetime, but maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Or often I'll look at it and, you know, say to a survivor, you know, a lifetime that can look horrible to someone else was actually a success. Mm. You know, that, that, that person learned what they wanted to, well, they came and experienced what they wanted to experience. It was a successful lifetime. And, and another person was looking at it saying it was a train wreck. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's a different thing. I think all comes down to awareness mm-hmm. and being able to see the overall too. That's right. You know? Whether or not you have the awareness to understand that what you went through and what you're going through, but usually it's, you get a little more when you look back. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. You, that you have an awareness that says, Oh, all right. I understand that now in the larger perspective of my life. Mm-hmm. I understand now what what doors that opened and how that right. um, made me this other person. I had a, a, a. I don't think you can know until you look back. I Steve I, Jobs said, "You know, you hope at the end that the dots connect." <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what I've read, he said. And I thought, that's it exactly. I but a, but when a, you look back, you can see the dots connecting. When you're yes. trying to look forward, you can't see it at all. 
Yes. You don't even know there's a dot there. <laughs> and it's great that you mention uh, people who have done amazing things. If you read their stories, mm -hmm. they always had some point, at least one, and often many points, in which right. they were failing miserably, mm -hmm. in which they thought their whole life was a failure. Everything that, that right. they had spent all that time doing wasn't going to work. They, it's that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe there are a few rare people that don't encounter that, but most of us do. And yeah. people that have done really great things, I love reading their stories just to see where it is that they they hit that point, but somehow they found the way to take courageous action. Mm -hmm. They they kept going or switched directions. Sometimes yeah. you did that. You, yeah. It isn't always the right thing to be a fly against the window, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. need to fly yeah. different way. But yeah. they did something. I had a um, in a, a metaphor that came to me in a meditation once that I really liked uh, in this regard, and that is that as we're walking down our path, we come across a huge boulder. And if we look inside that boulder and just accept it, become one with it, this horrible obstacle, and go into it, we find that, in fact, there's a staircase that's carved in that boulder. And we go up that staircase and that staircase then takes us to a whole new level. And so the, the point is that you're going along your path and you're saying, well, this feels, feels like this is a great direction for me, but there's this horrible obstacle, which as I say, yeah. the, everyone comes to this, this horrible obstacle. Mm -hmm. And so you're... And should I not be on this path? Right. Yeah. Should I go around it? Should I climb over it? Should I try and find another path? What should I do? And sometimes you can, if you can convert that boulder into a staircase to the next level, then when you look back in retrospect, you realize that if you hadn't had that obstacle that forced you to learn new things to get to a new level, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't have been able to operate at this new level and achieve what you're achieving because it was necessary for you to go through that process. But right. as you say, we don't really see that till we look back. <laughs> I know. That's the worst part. That's the worst part. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. You're just going along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. But I, I really do think, you know, everything is, is well, everything's so clear in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? And it can be, as we talked about, though, it can be clearer to another person and yeah. that someone else can see. Oh yeah, no, you're heading the right way. Right, but right. There's just obstacles. That's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Just know? know it's coming. Just you know, hang out. Yeah, keep doing guess, your thing and know it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? After you, you, you climb and you climb and you climb and you get to the top of that mountain and you say, "Wow, I achieved this." Yeah, yeah. And then 
the clouds clear and you look and there's another mountain. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten called back saying, am I there yet? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Am I there yet? Well, there is no there really. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, are you, are you on the journey? Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that in between is terrible. terrible. Sometimes it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about the layers of the universe. Oh, yes. How fun. So this was pretty early on, actually. I was, this was when I was in my period of life, when I had been led to a whole spiritual understanding through an entity called Quado. And every morning I would go down to the garden This was at four in the morning so that I could do all this before going off to work. (laughs) So I would go down to the garden and ask Quado for guidance. Mm -hmm. And I was posting messages from Quado on the internet. And one morning when I went down there, instead of uh, having my usual message from Quado, I had a vision. And in that vision, I saw the universe in some distinct layers. So up at the very top of the universe is what I would call the great all or the great oneness, the -hmm. place where it's just light. It's just golden light and there is no differentiation. We are all one at that highest level. Yeah. And then... The next layer down, the second layer, was it was also bright, sparkling light, but there were differentiated lights, like stars, you might mm-hmm. say, and that those were ayamas. I didn't have that word at the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're all one here in the next level down you're differentiated but you are still you're starting to separate light. out because yeah. your ayama is all love and light that's all it <laughs> is there's there's nothing negative about your ayama <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you are a sparkling star then the next layer down i'm going to come back to the third layer the fourth layer all at the bottom was people Mm-hmm. And they were in shadow. So we had the brightest possible light up at the top, then then stars within that light, if you will. All the way down at the bottom was our earth existence. And mm-hmm. here are people in their earth existence. And there was a cord running from the top of the head up to the ayama through that third zone I'll get to in a minute. Well, which is Ottaquay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that, well, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. That's Ottaquay in the middle. Yeah. So, so I saw this woman in a lotus position meditating, and she was bright gold, and she was slightly lifted in the, in the in the fourth layer. Yeah, yeah. In the dense smoke, it's like smoky gray mm-hmm. layer down there, and she was lifted and glowing brightly and the cord between her in her earthly existence and her ayama was absolutely clear. It was just like, 
Ayama flowing all the way down and lighting up her body so that her earthly existence had a deep connection to her Ayama. And then there were other people, some of them walking along who had flashes, like they, it was like their cord was slightly twisted. Yeah. And they had flashes of insight, flashes where they would light mm -hmm. up and, and be their ayama in mm -hmm. earthly form. And then there were some poor souls whose whose connection to Ayama was all twisted and their cord was hardly letting any light at all in. Yeah. And so on that fourth layer, of course, this is darkness and fear, right? Mm -hmm. Down at this layer, whereas you have up at the top, you have love and light. So in the middle, the third layer, which is what is so vitally important to, for us to know is that in that middle layer, that's where there were these wonderful, that's where all the cords are going through that third layer in Autopo. Mm -hmm. And there were these beings who had chosen to come down slightly out of the, and work with trying to straighten out those cords, mm -hmm. trying to help people get their own guidance. And I think like when you have a session with someone, you are entering Ottawa, of course. That's where yeah. you get your information. You might be working with a guide. You might sense angels giving you information and because they're all there. And whatever your belief system is, if it's, mm -hmm. if you believe in angels or power animals or right. virtual entities, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Those are all forms. You can pick whichever one you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're all forms of energy that want to help you straighten out your own connection to your own ayama. And I think that's what's so important is in the end, when you get that clear thing, it's you to you. It's just you getting yeah, a clear yeah. connection to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's clear like communication. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you need some some other being to connect to. There you are. You're there. With <laughs> yeah. All the power, all the light, all the goodness, all the love. And all you need to do is find a way to clear that connection. And um, like I said meditation really helps. And using like Quato, I absolutely see that when I first went down to the garden and Quato spoke to me. I had a pretty hmm, twisted cord happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was You're showing very... me and keep in mind they're listening. So it's kind of <laughs> oh. twisted, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a little pinched here and there. And it, I had very, uh, some light, certainly, because I wasn't in desperate straits. I had mm -hmm. some light that was flowing down, but I was so much in my head, so yeah. much in my head in my uh, action and in my life. And remember, I was I was deep into the corporate world at the time. And computers, yeah. <laughs> I was a vice president of information technology, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was deep into using 
that, yeah, into the analytical and into the whole corporate world, which is mm -hmm. whew, way yeah. down in the fourth layer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's and, no fifth layer, huh? We're corporatives. <laughs> and, and how we operate in there, how we get by is through our ego mm -hmm. and our head, right? It's all, yeah, it's all mental. Yeah. Yes. That mental energy and ego energy. Mm -hmm. We're trying to feed our ego and and you know have the great car. And Although the there's car. some intuition in there. Yes, and that intuition is that light that's flowing down. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I had mentioned to you before, it's like my first experience. Well, a couple of experiences with that is in my work that I was doing. I used my intuition all the time. In yeah. my corporate work, I would have plan a project and uh, I would use my analytical mind to to say how long each chunk of the project would take. And then I would stop. And this is well before I had any spiritual anything going on. I would stop and say, well, but what do I think? What do I feel on these? Oh, this task is going to take longer. I don't know why. But it is. And I started, re I relied heavily on my intuition, even mm -hmm. before I understood intuition or any of this, because yeah. we are getting light. And if we're lucky, even without opening it up broadly, we're getting a nice little flow of light, of, of intuition and light and love and good feelings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you go into the game of, of life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the game of Earth life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I went back and forth on whether or not I was going to include that in the book. <laughs> <laughs> We're out in you now. Here it is. <laughs> so what happened was it just came to me in a flash. I was working on this book and I was putting together all my lovely spiritual concepts and everything. Mm -hmm. And then what just came to me in a flash was, or... <laughs> or what if it isn't that at all? What if there's a starship up there and you're what I would now call Ayama is up on that starship and they're playing a game. Everyone's yeah. up there just playing a game and you, you carry, here I am down on the earth playing this out, walking along. And, and it came to me as this whole concept that there is a computer named chance, of course, because mm -hmm. the game's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I have some chance in there. And all these players that are up there on the Starship holodeck, <laughs> are, <laughs> uh, uh, they've laid out their game plan before they started this game. It's like you and I agreed in this concept, you and I would have agreed, okay, I'm going to be I'm going to be Carrie. Oh, you're going to be Barb. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And we'll go along. And this is these are things that are going to happen in my life, like that path of destiny, if you will. And these are things that can happen yeah. in person. Hey, here's a point where we're going to join together. And we'll have, there'll be some little magnetic thing that pulls us together that way. But as we go along, there's going to be chance. There's going to be things happening like this. Now, mm -hmm. the thing that I love about this idea is not so much that I'm saying, yes, I think that there's a <laughs> starship holodeck <laughs> yeah. that yeah. I'm a pawn in their game. It isn't that. What I like about it 
is that every belief system that you come up with, you can believe or not. And what I use the, the game of earth life for me is to say, can I disprove that? Mm-hmm. Can I, is there any way I can say we're not just pawns in a game from this uh, Starship holodeck? I really can't. And what that says to me is all of these concepts, we we pick what works for us. We pick what we're emotionally attached to. We pick what resonates. But in fact, when it comes right down to it, we really don't know. No, we don't. We don't. And that's don't know. the best and the worst part about it. You yeah. know, um, we're actually, believe it or not, we're running out of time again. <laughs> yes, I know. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that there is a toolkit. You have a lot of exercises and a toolkit in your book that people can use step by step on on how to get to their ayama. <laughs> that's right. And and get to their ayama. Build their connection. Do it step by step. Yeah. But but tell us. So um I want everybody to know where they can get hold of you and where they can get hold of your book. Okay. So my name is Carrie Hart and my website is carriehart.com. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-H-A-R-T dot com. And what I just have all kinds of new things that are underway, but not complete yet. And the last talk talked a lot about those. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, what I would love for you to do is go to carryheart.com, sign up on my newsletter. I promise not to give you too many emails, but when I want to be able to tell you when I have some new exciting things happening. And that's when I send out an email. So if you would sign up for my newsletter, you can also buy my book. You'll find a link to Amazon is right there on my website. And from your website, you can go to the Enchanted Forest oh, and, wow. and work with power animals. And yes. I, I found your website fascinating. Oh, good. <laughs> it yes. was a lot oh, of fun. Well, yeah. Yes, the power animals, right. Yeah. <laughs> Love them. And the enchanted uh, forest with the babbling brook and all of it. It was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. Carrie, thanks so much for being on. I really enjoyed it. Um, there was so much information here. I think everybody should get your book and immediately start working with this. <laughs> yeah. But right. thanks so much for being on the show and, and for you. telling us all of this. Such a pleasure. Such I really pleasure. enjoyed it. And you can come to my website of youthofveil.com and come to carry through that as well. Oh. And we'll have all the podcasts on there as well. So thanks so much. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you soon because I'm going to talk some more about this. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.
One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com.